wow, do we have something to tech about, where every episode focuses on ways students create digital evidence of active learning. As a Google for Education district, students and educators alike have free, unlimited access to apps that support creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking, all elements of 21st century active learning. We are Google for Education certified trainers, Drew and Angie with Something Something to to Tech About. Welcome to Episode 7. Drew, in past episodes, we have been focusing on getting students to produce digital evidence of active learning, and I'm excited because this episode is really all about that. Um, We're going to be discussing ways students can create digital portfolios for creating and organizing all of that evidence in one place. So why should we even think about building portfolios? Well, because you've already mentioned it basically is just organizing yeah so organizing what they've um done all year long having it in one place to refer back to back and again and also to show what they know and it supports the four c's the creativity the communication the critical thinking and i'm going to remember this one collaboration good job Good job. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of whys. Do you have anything else to add? Um, Just, I really like the reflection process that happens through portfolio development. Um, You know, if you add them as you go throughout the year and reflect on why students are selecting certain pieces, um, by the end of the year, you've got this amazing evidence of growth. Um, It doesn't have to be like one project that happens at the end of the school year. Mm -hmm. It can just grow on and on and on with not each and every piece of writing, but, you know, pieces that they think are important throughout the year. But having it digital, you know, students can refer back to. And so it will show that growth along the way. Absolutely. Um, So districts with G Suite for EDU really have all the resources they need to build free digital portfolios. And Drew and I are going to discuss um, three different apps that will work for Right. We're going to talk about how we can use Google Docs, Google Slides, as well as Google Sites for digital portfolios. Hey Savannah teachers, join Drew and Angie in the Academy to gain level one fundamentals of G Suite for education. Practice the basics of Chrome, Docs, Slides, Sheets, Forms, Sites, and more as you prepare for the Google Certified Educator Level 1 exam. So most people typically associate writing with Docs. Um, and I have to admit, the beginning of the school year, I really didn't think about using Google Docs as a portfolio. Um, but throughout the school year, Drew and I have really come up with some interesting ways to make that happen. So we wanted to make sure we gave you this opportunity because it's really the perfect place to begin no matter what your level of tech savviness might be. Right, as well as the student's level also. So we think Google Docs, one, because it's you can use it in any content area, any grade level, um, learners from K to 99 <laughs> can use Google Docs. There's ways to introduce Google Docs for beginners to create their portfolio, maybe for our very young learners, have them do the voice typing. Right, because they may not be really familiar with the keyboard, but they can certainly express their ideas mm-hmm. through that. And then more advanced students can you can ask them to add images they can insert page breaks headers footers table of contents really make it their own um, and be proud of what they're creating absolutely and you know any of the google apps it's really easy to share that learning with others 
either in your school domain or with a wider audience, assuming you have media releases and such like that. I mean, all it takes is the share button and then deciding how far that's going to go. So when we think about it using in the classroom, what are some ways we might begin developing an easy portfolio in any classroom? Well, you know, Angie, all those things that we've talked about in previous episodes, the picture prompts, the um, reader's response, those all could develop into a portfolio when all of those were using Google Docs. But other ways, um, learning logs, journal a day, quick writes, you know, anything that the kids are producing in a Google Doc could potentially end up in their portfolio. Absolutely. We have some templates to share too, and those are in our show notes. Um, And we've had some classrooms be very successful with using the same Google Doc throughout the school year by just inserting the date and adding that new piece of writing or project or link to anything else. And then they just keep moving right along throughout the school year. So um, if you're already using Google Docs as portfolios, we would love to hear a little bit about that experience. Um, So please give us a comment in the show notes and we'll be able to share your success stories maybe in a future episode. So visit www.somethingtotechabout.com and give us something to tech about. Be our guest. Do you have something to tech about? Consider joining us as a guest speaker to share what is happening in your classroom, your favorite tech resource or tool, ways technology has been beneficial for you and your students, or anything else you would like to tech about. Visit our website at www.somethingtotechabout and submit the guest speaker Google form. So Angie, when we talked about Google Docs as portfolios, a lot of times teachers enjoy that and students enjoy that, but a lot of times when they get a little bit more experience and they want to tech it up a notch, mm-hmm. um, they are looking for an easier platform. And I think maybe Google Slides could offer that to them. Do you agree? I do agree. Um, when I've shared that idea with teachers in the past, it seems like when we get to the end of the Google Docs part, they're asking, well, what if I wanted to format it this way? Or yeah. if I wanted the picture next to the text, or maybe I want to put a video in. Um, it just naturally segues into Google Slides because it has the layouts already ready for you, depending on what type of content you'd like to add. So it's definitely easier in that regard. And students are very familiar with Google Docs as well as Google Slides. Pretty much, uh, It yeah. seems that way, you know. With- All right, so one reason I like Google Slides for portfolios <laughs> is because, it, you know, Anyone who knows anything about Google Slides, you know, there's this big slide deck that goes down the left-hand side of your screen. So as kids start adding information, they can move things around very easily. Um, The layouts of different slides provide um, an easy way for students to insert images right from um, the insert menu, where they can search their own drive for images maybe they've created or maybe artwork they've drawn at some point. Um, They could even search you know, all of Google within the Creative Commons to find something appropriate for their work. New to Slides. Oh, okay, yes. Is that that where you were going? Nope, go ahead. New to Slides is the ability to add audio. And this, we're releasing this podcast right around the time when it might be available for domain users. But right now in my personal Gmail account, I can click the um, the tools button and add audio. Audio. I think it's called, maybe it's from insert. Sorry, y'all. Insert, insert audio. audio. Mm-hmm. And then I can record right there. I can go find an audio clip somewhere in my Google Drive. 
And so if you think about students narrating and talking about why they chose this piece for their portfolio, it gives another level of integration there. If you're excited about trying this and your domain hasn't yet released the insert audio, you could try an add-on called Audio Player for Slides, and it's free and ready to go and does basically the same thing. And that also kind of refers back to an earlier episode of Student Voice. Absolutely, yeah. And so that can come into play here, as well as the choice. I think Google Slides allows for a little bit more choice uh, for students to be creative with what they want to develop. Um, I totally lost my thought from earlier, so we're just going to kind of... Loop back around? Yeah, loop back around, and I'll come back to it as soon as it comes into my head. Some of the features that are great... um, One of the ones that I like is that once a student creates a slide deck or a slide presentation, the options for downloading. Mm, You can actually turn it into download as PDF and create an ebook, an electronic book instead of a slideshow. So that's one way that it can um, enhance those students. Well, it's a way to publish a portfolio in a different way, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Makes it look like a book at the end, a digital book. Mm -hmm. So you could also publish a Google slide deck as an automated thing where you can, oh gosh, he's laughing in the background. (laughs) We're done. Here's something. The cool thing about slides in terms of you know, we talked about forms where you can link a form to one another mm-hmm. and have them oh, yeah. have students kind of have an adventure. As students are building their portfolios in Google Slides, they could create their own table of contents if they wanted to and hyperlink to certain slides. So if I was the viewer of a portfolio, I might look at slide one or two and see that, oh, this child has organized 10 things in their portfolio. I could click on hyperlink number one, it'll bring me directly to that digital evidence of learning. Yeah, yeah. So we've talked about some ways um, that some features of using it and some different ways for um, students to be able to create in it. When you're thinking about classroom, how can it be applied in the classroom? Anything. So ABC books, novel studies, um, units of studies, they can be collaborative portfolios. Right, if you're just getting started with this for the first time, it wouldn't have to be that every single student has their own portfolio. Mm-hmm. It is definitely possible to create one as a class. Exactly. So how are you using Google Slides to build portfolios with your students? Angie and I would love to hear from you, and we would be happy to share some of your experiences in future episodes. So please leave a comment on our website, www.somethingtotechabout.com, and give us something to tech about. Share your success. Reach out to us with questions or success stories at somethingtotechabout at gmail.com. We look forward to your messages and could even include your ideas, questions, and successes in future shows. So, Drew, what if we have a situation where students and teachers want to really tech it up a notch and include um, more examples of multimedia content they create, maybe either in part of their Google Drive or maybe even in other apps? Where where should we go? Ooh, um, I think Google Sites might be a good choice if they want to tech it up a notch. What do you think? I'm ready to talk about it. Yay. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I like Google Sites a lot because it is so robust. Um, they Students can add and organize content really from practically anywhere. I like that it gives them that 
opportunity to build a real website and mm-hmm. think about the planning that goes into that and the navigation and what is the end user going to experience. So how do I put my content in a space that makes sense for um, other people? Yeah, so, there's a detailed thought process in creating a website, which we've experienced several times in creating our own Google Sites as well. Another thing I like about Google Sites is that the ability that it to connect directly to their Google Drive. So mm-hmm. if they've been saving, um, creating things in Google Docs, Google Slides, um, Google Maps, whatever they're creating, they can easily pull it into their Google site. Right. So bringing their digital evidence of active learning from all of the content areas into one portfolio that can really help maybe even get those older students into the high school they want, or maybe even a certain club that they're trying to um, gain access to, or maybe even someday college, who knows? Yeah. And I think it allows for creativity too, because you wouldn't where I wouldn't think teachers would want students to create the same type of web page for everybody so they can add their own creativity to it their own creative they touches, really personalize yeah, it yeah with colors and font and and different things like that um, within reason because oh, Google yeah. Sites does really do a nice job with themes and it helps students and teachers well anybody really for that matter create a nice professional website because you can't really step outside the theme too too far it is an amazing piece that helps students express themselves and personalize things, but they can't get off track too far because you can only make choices that are already beautiful and professional. And so no matter what choices you make, you're going to produce something that actually is going to look nice. That's true because students can get very creative and um, Google Sites kind of limits that a little. Limits that. So some like that, some don't like that because um, because of those limitations. But hopefully um, you'll, you know, the kids will find a way to use it creatively. Some of the other features is that the page elements are so easy to add. And then once they're actually in there to be able to edit. Yeah, and you move around really easily mm-hmm. and change your mind a lot. Yes. And then one of the newer features I believe it's fairly new is the choice to whether publish it to the world or keep it within the Google for Education school domain has that been around for a while Mm -hmm, okay I didn't realize that I thought that was a fairly new feature so Angie I know you have had several teachers um, use Google sites with their students can you yeah I'm excited because I can do a little bit of a shout out here we have um Miss Sarah Lucas at Hess used Google Sites with her third grade classes. Um, they did these Genius Hour research projects, and it was a year-long project where students were in small groups, and they were researching things that were interesting to each student in that group, and then those students built in pieces of their site throughout the year to show photos of their projects as they built them. They may have had um, a reflection page. I think they had a vocabulary page and even research um, pieces as well. Mm. So by the end of the year, these little third graders had a site that was publishable all about maybe, I don't know, one was on cameras, one was on sharks. I mean, they had really Just interesting. basically whatever they, whatever they wanted were to do. Yes. Yeah. Were there, um, I guess, maybe procedures that the teacher put out or was oh, yes. were the kids just <laughs> um, free to do it however? No, there were procedures. That was something that was built in all year long. So gotcha. maybe in, you know, September, 
October, they were working on this por- a certain portion, and mm-hmm. then that progressed throughout the year. But as they finished each portion of their Genius, genius Hour project, excuse me, they would add that into their oh, portfolio. Okay, nice. And then I know middle school at Charles Ellis with Miss um, Lisa O'Donnell um, had art portfolios, is that correct? Yes, she is collaborating with Miss Tia, the art teacher, as well as some of the middle and upper elementary school teachers to encourage students to select things from their learning and add that into a portfolio. So they have pages that are for each subject that they take. So they might have, thank you, genre. Yeah. Yeah. So they might have a math page, an art page. They even include some of their extracurricular things. So maybe if they're a part of the band or they are a baseball player. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to encapsulate the whole child and bring that portfolio into life. Okay, very good. I I love those ideas, and you will find some of those examples in our show notes on our website. Um, There's one more, I believe, a coastal middle school teacher, Miss Catherine. Yes. With her science learning logs. Yes, she just released these to us last week. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she gave us several, so those will be in our... um, in our show notes, but they've been showcasing their growth over time of all the different topics they've learned throughout the school year. In science, right? Yes, in science. Yeah. So, are you using Google Sites to create portfolios with your students? We would love to hear from you, and we will be happy to share your experience in a future episode. Please complete our form on www.somethingtotechabout.com and give us something to tech about. The International Society for Technology in Education, ISTE, is a nonprofit organization that serves educators interested in the use of technology in education. Visit www.iste.org for student and teacher technology standards and resources for integrating technology in your classrooms. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Today, we shared options for creating digital portfolios with three different Google Apps tools. We have Google Docs, Slides, and Sites. So what were some ways we used Google Docs? Google Docs, we chose that for ease of use, um, familiarity. That's a tough word for me to say. Um, For the students and teachers as well. And then we also talked about Google Slides. Adds a little bit more choice. Yes, with layouts and... Um, insert inserting videos and things yes Mm -hmm. and then our last one was google sites teching it up teching it up so maybe what they've created with google docs and google slides can be pulled in into the google sites google sites (laughs) absolutely um so please be sure to visit our show notes we have templates and ideas used in the classroom and they're available for you to give them a try as well so come see www.somethingtotechabout.com and share with us some ways you're using digital portfolios in the classroom. And that'll give us something to tech about. Mm -hmm.